Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I am Dr. Andrew Scaff. He is Dr. Michael Werman Esquire. Uh, we'll talk today about last week's NFL action, uh, recap our ongoing betting competition, which is still incredibly tight as the season is almost coming to an end. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the college football playoff and upcoming championship game. And then eventually we'll get into previewing the final week of the NFL season. Uh, I think we'll kick off today talking about uh, some of the crazy action from week 17 in the NFL. Uh, Mike, what what did you find more entertaining from this week? The like Baltimore blowing out Miami or the crazy finish in the uh, Detroit-Dallas game decided by trying to go for a two-point conversion but not successfully uh for detroit making that decision multiple times they could have changed their minds but didn't uh between those two things what did you find working the, the yeah blowout or the close i guess just controversial finish i guess it was a close game because the controver- the finish had a both a, a controversial finish like with the ineligible receiver which i've kind of heard a couple different takes on and i don't i don't and i don't think that's that it was one play that was overturned and then i think the bigger problem was that dan campbell decided to go for it from the seven yard line both times um and i guess the second time he didn't i guess the first time he got a penalty and the second time it got to the it was an yeah an off an offside or a three and a half in, or something into the neutral zone. So then it was yeah from the three and a half four yard line yeah. So but yeah, I don't I I think that was dumb for going the thir- for the third attempt. The, yeah, for the, maybe I guess it was not as dumb for the third attempt as it was for the second attempt. Yeah, but um, just kick this kick the just kick the extra point and go to overtime. I think Detroit had the momentum, so I I would have just let it do it from there, but. Um, because I guess maybe you like the guy who's gutsy, but you also want somebody who's smart enough in, you know, playoff games and things like that to know what to do, uh, when every game matters and this, uh, you know, going for it cost, you know, cost, uh, Detroit, they almost, they had a trick play that wasn't, was maybe semi-legal at best and, uh, the referees didn't go for it. And then, the uh yeah the the weird decision so yeah the the Baltimore Miami thing I guess was an interesting result but and and you know Jackson had a good game and and Baltimore just ran all ran all over them yeah. but uh it wasn't the most I guess if you really dislike Miami it was entertaining but I, yeah. I, I, I they took they took control of the one seed and like locked up their mm-hmm. position at least anyway for the playoffs but I don't really like Baltimore so I, I, I don't enjoy that at all. But. It still we still it still remains to be seen if Baltimore has a good playoff offense and a good playoff team, or Lamar Jackson's a good playoff quarterback because he hasn't really yeah. uh, done so well in the playoffs uh, in his uh, still young career. But yeah, the 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 Ravens, um, they're a team that is very good when they get ahead, but if they get behind, you know what do you do if you can't. You know, if you're not a pass first offense, you know, Lamar Jackson throws for a bunch of yards and uh, and touchdowns, but he does it because the running game is so strong and because his own running game is so strong. It's they have to, that's the second option. But if it becomes the first option, you know, that teams defend, you know, what are are they going to do? 
I guess so. they just picked up Dalvin Cook because he yeah that was uh, waivers too. So he's uh going to join the backfield then, or potentially he's on the practice squad. I guess as of now, but they've got a couple I, weeks to evaluate him, decide if they can make the playoff roster. And yeah, I thought maybe he might go. The Chiefs were maybe might have been a good spot for him because there's been so many injuries on the Chiefs uh, running back uh, core. I guess they've had that for the Ravens as well. They've had a few injuries, so mm-hmm. um, I think people were thinking Buffalo maybe too or something. Uh, if you go, is his brother uh, James Cook uh, up there? But um, yeah, Baltimore got got him. Yeah, the Chiefs didn't make any uh, playoff uh, kind of splashy you know, signing, splashy moves yeah. in midseason like. Uh, Terrell Suggs or you know Frank you know there's no there was no reunion with Frank Clark uh right that that fizzled it seemed like he might rejoin Chiefs yeah kind of disappeared yeah yeah and I think Chris Jones also recently wanted Frank Clark again because I think Frank Clark was just cut recently from the uh Seahawks also Zach Ertz I think has been out there for a little bit uh he hasn't re-signed with anyone has he not that I I know and you know maybe he would have been somebody that would have been a good compliment to kelsey mm-hmm. you know he's not what he once was but he is you know still a person who can catch passes i think i don't know yes. i don't know he's he's he only had 187 yards in seven games this year but yeah um, but on, but, on a team that wasn't trying very hard, and that was a pre as a pre Kyler, it was a pre Kyler Murray, um, yeah, uh, Cardinals team. Murray hadn't hadn't come back from injury at that point, but yeah, Ertz at one point was uh, was maybe one of the top three or four tight ends in the league. Yeah, but it's been it's been a few years. I mean, he's the same. I think he's the same age as Kelsey. All right. Do you think Kelsey is? Um, declining, or is it simply that teams are focusing on him more? He only had 16 yards, uh, and he's in danger, depending on what happens next week, uh, of of you know not getting an eighth straight thousand yard season. I think he's at 984 right now. So yeah, yeah, uh, he's 16 yards short is what the article that I had seen. Yeah, and he only got 60. I think he had 16 last week, so he had like five catches. He got halfway there, yards. but yeah. So it seems like he's probably going to play the beginning yeah. of the game at least anyway you'd think he'd have to because he wants yeah, but, but he <laughs> and the team i would think would want him to continue that streak if they yeah so yeah maybe he'll play a few downs maybe to see if they can get him to 16 yards and then then shut him down for the day yeah as, as Mah- you know mahomes isn't going to play <laughs> yeah as hinted the chiefs uh do not have we haven't gotten the next week yet but uh yeah chiefs don't have really anything to play for Next week, because they're locked into the three seed after having beaten the uh, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. What did you think? The, did you think they did a good job overall against the Bengals? Some of the issues were still there. Like they were still like kicking field goals instead of getting touchdowns. But uh, for the most part, they they had more successful drives anyway. So they were they played a better game, but it still isn't uh, you know up to what our expectations were for them. I think for this season, is that how? You saw it also, or were you pretty? Were you impressed with it? No, I was impressed with the defense played in the second half. Absolutely, they really turned it around after a bad. After I don't know if it was a bad first half, but a first half where they I think it was seventeen points were allowed. Ten of them were maybe on the defense, and the seven 
was on, was basically on that um Mahomes strip sack but it was I think the defense really, it was like it was like the last two games or last few games in a row the the defense has really uh come through in the second half especially uh you know in the Raiders game they didn't allow a completed pass in the second right. half uh they you know I think they really shut down the uh Patriots in the second half as well and then they um you know shut down uh the Bengals uh in in the second half so it seems like it was the first half defense was really good, and then the second half they get let a few points in, and now it's the second half defense for, is, the, is the is the lockdown. They let maybe they get behind sometimes in the beginning of the games, and the uh, team has to catch up. This was this was uh, I think Mahomes is back over five hundred now for uh, being down ten points uh, and then winning. I think he had gone all the way down to five hundred because of the team's oh, wow. struggles this year uh, in his career, but now. Uh, I think he's one over again. I can't remember what the what the record is, but I think I think it's I think that's where uh, it stands. I yeah I was I don't know I guess the kicking I was impressed by Butker's kicking. He had yeah. a, little, a couple little glitches uh, in his perfect season in the uh, last few games, but he's been uh, he was lights out yesterday or on Sunday, so it was you know something to you know I think uh, something to watch. And kicking has been really. It seems like kicking has been really good for a lot of teams this year. Yeah, uh, I think Dallas's kicker is still uh, uh, perfect is on the year. Perfect on the year, if I really uh, correct. That's impressive. Yeah, Brandon Aubrey. He is. He was a former um, soccer player, Brandon Aubrey. He played professional soccer. He's 28 years old. This is his rookie season. Wow. Yeah, 35 of 35. 35 of 35. The longest of 60, though, too. So it's not like they're only using him on on shorter kicks. Mm-hmm. They've run him out to 60 yards. Nine of nine, 50 plus. He's missed three extra points, though. Oh, he's missed three extra points. So I guess he's missed one more kick. Total than uh, Butker has. Because Butker's only missed two uh, two field goals. He's made all of his extra points this year. This, I think, is Butker's best season as a chief. I I think by a, maybe a good stretch because he was always pretty good, but he would miss a few here and there. Um, this one, this season, he's really not. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's uh, excellent. Thirty-seven to thirty-seven for Butker. Not not anywhere close though to uh, Jake Moody from San Francisco, fifty eight for fifty eight extra points in the season. Moody, well that's what you get when you score touchdowns. Um, He's only taken twenty four field goal attempts on the season, which is a low number for that many. Yeah, but that's that's exactly what you're saying now. Touchdowns, field goals. The Chiefs have gone pretty high on the field goal numbers. And they well, they've been low, they've just been low on touchdowns, low on scoring in general. This at least they got s- scored on several different drives here, but I think, um, and they've they've traditionally had a very tough time with the Cincinnati defense too. So that might this might be it might be a good sign. Even even though they didn't play um, Burrow, they still played the top Cincinnati defense. And then Cincinnati was was still even though now they've been eliminated from the, the playoffs, they were still fighting for their playoff mm-hmm. lives. So they had a. You know they're playing against a team that had a lot of incentives 
to try to win it. Were you, were you imp- impressed with uh, Sneed's ability to shut down another number one receiver then? Yeah, he had that one penalty, uh, one, the one penalty, but other than that, he really did a great job on, on Chase. Um, they he held him. He catches for, 41 yards is all that Chase yeah. for the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, yeah, Sneed has been, you know, he's always been a good player, uh, but he's been really, really good uh, this year. So, it's one of those. I don't know if the chief. Do you think the chief? He's going to be a free agent. Do you think the Chiefs will try to keep him? Would you, would you keep uh, Snead or would you keep uh, Chris Jones? Uh, uh, maybe that's going to be the question. And then uh, that offensive, the, the defensive line seems to be really strong. I think if you had to choose between the two, I'd almost have to lean towards Snead because you just can't find guys like that that can shut down those those number one receivers that that well anyway unless they think they can find someone else that yeah with sneed do a similar job i think sneed won't cost as much as jones either jones is going to be 30 plus million dollars a year maybe jones would be about half that so maybe you could get two guys in maybe maybe an off maybe a a wide receiver or something like that yeah Uh, keep let one one of them go and then or keep Maybe tranquil that. or gay and sneed, you know, something like yeah. that. But I, yeah, I think that's a that's a big question. Or you could also say though, is the defense Chiefs defensive line so good because Chris Jones occupies two or three blockers all the time, and the other guys can, you know, make plays. Right. You know, it, that defensive line is so strong though. Like when they try to, I mean, when they actually are like uh, rushing the passer. I mean, they're getting back there with tackles too, which is not always what you see from a defensive line. Usually, it's from the you know the edge rushers that are the ones that mm-hmm. get back there. But yeah, it's it's been really impressive. Yeah, I think especially since Amenhew has been on the line, it's yeah. uh, he is he Chris Jones and Carl Aftis and then Naughty or whoever's going to be you know the other guys. Uh, they are really uh, Mike Dana has been has had a lot of success yeah. too. So. Yeah. yeah, they've had a, they've, the defense. This is this is a team. This is I don't know. It seems like a Marty Schottenheimer team almost. It's a defensive first team, and the offense kicks a lot of field goals and doesn't score a lot of points. But they can, you know, and historically, Marty Ball has, was not successful in the playoffs. Do you think the Chiefs will be more successful? Will they? Will they? Will they? Uh, you think well, this, this is a couple weeks weeks out now? You think? Yeah, they're, they're going to be the three seed. Do they? Do they win? multiple playoff games i mean i've been holding out hope for most of the season that you know saying that there's you know they're a a playoff team in waiting essentially that they've maybe been trying to hold back what their intentions are or how they're going to play their games in general while they're just waiting for the playoffs because they know they're going to make a deep run it hasn't been very encouraging they won some of these games though so uh I still, I still am really excited to see what happens in that first playoff game. If they light it up, then I'm not going to be worried at all. I think, but well, we should know pretty quick. Yeah, they that I, first even, game. Yeah, even compared to last year, it seemed like at least with a healthy, healthy-ish Mahomes, they could score a lot of points in the playoffs in ways that were a little easier than scoring points in the regular season. Um, they scored well in the regular season last year, but it seems like. When Mahomes was healthy, that first series against Jacksonville, you know, they weren't, they looked unstoppable. Uh, they basically were unstoppable until Mahomes got hurt. And then uh, 
he kind of labored his way through the through the Jacksonville game and Cincinnati game. But then once um, maybe he was feeling a little bit better against Philadelphia, that's also when the Chiefs could score kind of at will again. So maybe, you know, you think that these guys, there's essentially the same guys, you know, Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony each caught touchdown passes in the Super Bowl. Right. That was going to be their coming out party, but terrible, uh, at least um, by their standards. And, you know, it's been, it's been a slog. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if the Chiefs, uh, but at least the Chiefs are in the playoffs. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe we, this, this is a way to segue into our, our, our discussion of the betting. We're talking about of our bets last week. Um, they're not the Buffalo Bills who are, have the same record as the Chiefs, but could be anywhere from the second seed to the, eighth or ninth being at you know enough to be yeah. out of the playoffs uh i, don't, I actually I, don't know if there's anything in between i think they are either the two or they are out well I, uh, depending on if uh like houston wins i think right? i think they can be a six or seven yeah it, it does matter yeah there are there are a couple other games that matter so i so buffalo had to win against new england um but i thought new england was going to keep it close uh and they did. Buffalo only beat New England twenty-seven to twenty-one with with uh, uh, at home, uh, and they were favored by thirteen and a half. So I I, I uh, bet uh, New England plus thirteen and a half, and I got that as my first victory of uh, my uh, picks uh, from last week. Uh, is Buffalo? Yeah, Buffalo is is a dangerous team. If they if they we'll talk about them maybe matching up against Miami a little bit later. Um, are they? a team you would want the Chiefs to play in the playoffs or are they a team you'd want the Chiefs to stay away from? I don't think you ever want to play them, but uh, but yeah, there's a pretty good chance that they would. Yeah, they, they would either be the two, the six, or the seven. Those are the three positions. So the Chiefs could either host them or they're out. The, yeah. If the Jag, if uh, the Steelers and Jaguars win and Buffalo loses, then the, then the Buffalo's out. That's a pretty... Made, that's a pretty uh, big possibility, too, um, because my you know Miami could easily beat the Bills and and then Jacksonville is favored and so is Pittsburgh now. Um, and we'll talk about those with, games. yeah with Baltimore resting because their seat is locked. So yes, so, I mean yeah. those are not unlikely scenarios. Yeah, speaking of an unlikely scenario, we we were each three and zero oh, uh, in our bets this week. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's something to, to shout from the rooftops for uh, Warren Trek Power. We've never, I don't think, we haven't been 6-0 this year. I think maybe we were 6-0 once last year, but. I know, I, because I never, I wasn't 3-0 last season at all. Oh, maybe we were 5-0-1 or something, or 5-1 and maybe, sometimes. Maybe something like that, yeah. But uh, we were three each 3-0. and And uh, so what, what was your first winning pick, winning lock of the week? So our locks were actual lux uh this week yes hindsight being 2020 let's see you went with your biggest spread first i think here so i can go with my biggest spread also i I had uh san francisco minus 12 and a half at washington and uh san francisco won that game their game fairly handily uh clearing that by what they won by 17 i believe 27 to 10 yeah yeah so yeah plenty more than enough to uh cover the 12 and a half point spread yes yeah that was a good that was a solid bet 
Um, and that was that was them sort of reestablishing themselves after struggling the week before. Seemed like that would be how that would, uh, you know, that would be what their goal was. And yeah, against Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, Baltimore. So Baltimore really, I think we mentioned this before. Like, yeah, Baltimore basically beat the same team twice in a row. So is that, you know, you might say, well, um, they had the practice against San Francisco. They they they've been preparing for Miami for two weeks because they played San Francisco and they also played Miami, which is the same offense essentially as yeah. San Francisco. Um, the quarterbacks are pretty similar um, in there. I think if they can get the ball out with time and they don't get flustered and turn the ball over, they both are pretty good quarterbacks. Uh, the running games are for both are really top notch. The receivers are really good, but you know the scheme is the exact same. So is 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 maybe does Baltimore simply just match? Does Baltimore simply match up well against that Shanahan offense? And if they don't play the Shanahan offense, like if they, they haven't, you know, they end up playing the bills or they end up playing the chiefs. Uh, they've already lost this year, I think to the Browns and they've lost to the Steelers. Um, yeah, I think so. Two other potential playoff opponents. So, you know, they're playing the Steelers again uh, this week. Uh, so I, I, you know, I think Baltimore right now looks like a juggernaut, but there's uh, I think, I think there are still questions uh for for them um and they're always at risk for you know an injury to lamar jackson if he's running the ball a lot and not you know getting out of bounds yeah a couple of hits then you have to wonder if you know if he has to come out what if they have any chance at all once that scenario comes up yeah and they do play on artificial turf uh which is not as injury uh friendly not as friendly as grass even even the newer surfaces are not quite as good uh as grass at preventing injuries um speaking of, we mentioned i think baltimore was going to play uh pittsburgh uh speaking of pittsburgh i picked pittsburgh and i've been really successful with pittsburgh this year i think i probably picked them seven or eight times and i probably won at least five or six times out of out of uh that many when Most I, of them for sure. When I pick uh the Steelers. So I'm I ended up going with Pittsburgh uh plus three and a half at Seattle, and uh they ended up uh, not only covering but winning outright 30 to 23. So they which I think is what you you expected, at least I didn't believe on the show you thought that they would win outright. I I, ha- I thought that was a major possibility, at least, and yeah. they ended up doing it. So my prognostications were were perfect in that one. Uh, they seem to have really had a decent offense with Mason Rudolph behind, under center, and they've scored thirty points the last two games. So uh, they they're going to want to carry that over to Baltimore. If they beat Baltimore, they have a chance of being in the playoffs. Baltimore is already the number one seed; they're locked in. Lamar Jackson's not going to play. Uh, so who knows uh, what can happen there. But yeah, Pittsburgh here was an underdog against Seattle uh, and they won by uh, seven. They were, I think Pittsburgh was thought to be underdogs in, in their final three games, which they needed to win to try to make it uh, uh, the playoffs. And then they beat, they beat the Bengals. They beat the uh, Seahawks. And now we'll see if they can beat the Ravens. Yeah, because we're yeah, where where will they end up if they? I think they, if they win, they need some help. Still, I think. Let's see. 
So they, they can actually still lose and make it, but it will be a slog. Yeah. They, they It looks like they can either be the six or seven seed or out. Yeah. I Right now, I, they, I think... They need help either way to get in, yeah. Yeah, I think... They need Houston to beat Indianapolis, I think, is their way. Or maybe they need Indianapolis. No, that doesn't matter at all. It looks it doesn't like matter at all. If the Steelers win and the Titans win, then they're in. Then they're in, but their seed is dependent on the Dolphins Bills. I game. see. Or, so the Titans have to beat the, the Jaguars. That's that's their easiest route. If they if the Steelers win and the Jaguars win, they can still make it if the Dolphins beat the Bills. And then that because that's the scenario where the Bills are out. And then yes, and so so it's they they need to win in either the Dolphins or the um the, the Titans have to win, right? Okay, that's not well. That's... The, the Dolphins, if the Dolphins win either way, that's good for them. Yeah, and then yeah, then it's uh if the Titans win, then that 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 seals it. And then, but if they lose, it looks like the Titan if the Titans and Broncos win, then. They would still make it into the seventh seed because it would knock the Raiders out. And I think, yeah, I think I think it would make like a four-way nine and eight tie or something like that. Must and I think well, yeah, I thought the Raiders were eliminated. No, it would not. I think so. I think if it would, uh, if if the Colts, I think there would be a, a nine and eight tie. If the Bengals, I think the Bengals also have to win. If the Bengals win, the Steelers... well, maybe the strength of schedule thing with the Broncos. Yeah, so like if it's four nine and eights, I think I think the Steelers somehow win the tiebreaker. Uh, and so if it's a nine and eight teams battling for the seventh spot, I think the Steelers win the tiebreaker. But wow. um, going in, we, we neither of us think the Steelers are very good, really, but they've um, been able to win games with Mike Tomlin uh, at, at the command and, and by having different quarterbacks too. Uh, have you know it's been a so third. Third different quarterback on the season? Yeah, third different quarterback. Uh, yeah, started out with uh, Kenny Pickett, then Mitchell Trubisky, and then Mason Rudolph. I did hear that uh, Joe Flacco has passed Pickett for touchdowns. <laughs> third game, I believe, right? Is that, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he's, yeah, Flacco's been really good for the, uh, for yeah. the Browns and the Browns. Uh, handily beat the Jets. Did you have it? Uh, you you uh, were were a better on that game, weren't you? Not uh, not on the spread, but on the over under, and and that was the uh, Thursday night game. Jets at Cleveland. I know we we had talked about the Thursday night games have been high scoring affairs recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think every game in the last five weeks had hit the over by in most cases like by a lot. And uh, so I had taken the over on at 34 and a half and Cleveland nearly got there on their own at halftime. It was yeah. 34 points, but uh, the overhead had already been tripped because the Jets, I think had 17 at that point. 17. Yeah. It was a uh, well, well, well over at the half uh, easy win. It didn't even matter that the only six points were scored after halftime. Yeah. And they're yeah, six fourth quarter points combined made up the entire second half. Yes scoring which is uh i'm glad that they had a lot of scoring early because 
I didn't care anymore. I didn't have to listen to it either. So yeah, I made it easy. No, no sweat on that one. That was a nice one to, uh, you know, a true lock in that case. Yeah. Well, I, I really had to sweat for my last one that uh, came out. That was the, the Raiders at Indianapolis. Uh, the score ended up being 20 to 17 in Indianapolis with the Raiders covered because they uh, were a plus three and a half point underdog. So they sneaked in. They only lost by three. Uh, so uh, that made me three and oh as well. And the Raiders, though, they only, they were down 20 to 10 in closing minutes. And they actually uh, were at the, I think it was fourth down even. They were in the fourth and goal. Or, and they scored uh, a touchdown to Devontae Adams uh, to uh, pull it to within uh, three, 20 to 17. And then they, I guess, tried to kick an onside kick and, and uh, go from there. But that, that didn't end up uh, working out for them. But they did uh, cover for me. In the, in the waning seconds. Uh, and it's also good that they didn't kick the field goal first and then try to onside kick and go for the touchdown like the, the Chargers did to the Chiefs at, at, at one point, um, which also, I think, cost me uh, a spread. Uh, if they had um, the kicking the field goal, I think that... So uh, this way, I guess I get one back from the Raiders. Uh, yeah. they, did, they did it the way I wanted them to do it. And yeah, only lost by three. Uh, so... Yeah. The traditional was... logic route. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I was um, quite happy about how that one uh, turned out. And you were also happy about the way your third lock of the week turned out. Uh, a solid lock as usual. It was another, yeah, not, not so much sweating the result on that one either. It was a, a Houston minus five and a half against Tennessee. Tennessee kind of seems like they're maybe done for the year. Uh, Houston heads, uh, uh, Stroud back, which seemed to like help them quite a lot. Final score was twenty three to three, and uh, a, a comfortable win though for for Houston. Right? Twenty six to th- it was twenty six to three. Six to three is a twenty three point twenty three point victory. Yeah, yes. It only needed five and a half though, so we only needed six. So plenty. A twenty three to three victory would have been just fine with you. Even. also fine yes um any do any other games uh stand out to you uh last week um well maybe maybe just to wrap up then yeah so we're both three and yeah, that's right, that's right. uh on the season now you're back to 500 25 25 and one like yes like a coin flipper i guess one time it landed on its uh <laughs> right on the side yes yeah like those trick shot guys that that uh, do you ever watch those videos on on YouTube the trick shots? Yeah, where it takes them I guess like forty hours of trying to throw a ping pong ball into a a cup that's on a bicycle wheel or something by yeah. bouncing it off the off you know hit other off the, cups or something like yeah, that. yeah yeah that's yeah right would would you but one would of you, those times it works and then that's one of those times out of thousands and thousands they should. Uh, do you th- would you watch the uncut versions of the of those in its entirety, not yeah. speed up? No, <laughs> I would not want to be present for that. I don't think so. Yeah, that takes a lot of that takes a lot that takes a lot of stamina to do all that. Um, Unless yeah. you just do it on the first time, that's the easiest way to do it. I think sometimes they do end up getting it right very early or when they throw like a dart through the hole in the cheese it or something have you seen have you seen those 
<laughs> the more entertaining ones are like the throwing like bowling balls off of the top of like dams like <laughs> this like just junk they have piled up on the ground like you know a mile below basically those are those are more entertaining to watch <laughs> like the you know feats of you know just watching stuff break i guess is what they're really <laughs> that's that's sort of what old, old dave letterman's uh letterman used to do just drop you know drop stuff off the roof of the building and see what happens yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah or will it float did you remember that one when <laughs> <Nice. laughs> they decided to throw whatever into a pool and, and debate will it float or not float right that's that's a it's also a little bit like it's like what's what uh do you watch the sh- do you watch the show is it cake I never have. I've seen clips of it, but yeah, I've not watched the show. I mean, I can't imagine how it's in the whole show, though. Is it? Uh, is it entertaining to watch that? Um, MJ's daughters like is it cake? Uh, I, I, I uh, it's 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 funny to watch for you know a couple minutes, I think, but it's yeah. I don't know how how long. Now, do you bet on those? Is it, is cake? it or is it not cake? Um, what is and what would your record be on that? I think better, I am better than than uh your 25 25 and 1. I think I'm better than 50 50 on is it cake or not. Um especially is, if it, watch, is it is it always cake? On MJ's TV, it she has a really big uh TV so it's maybe it's easier to tell oh. uh if it's cake or not. <laughs> if it's fondant or if it's actual plastic or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I'd say I, I'd say I'm seventy thirty on is it cake? Sometimes I assume I'm... it's always cake. Is that not the case? No, no it's not always cake. But some it's of often... the time it is not cake. I don't understand why. What's it's the often cake. Though? Sometimes they'll try to cut into the, you know, volleyball, and it's a real volleyball. It's not oh. a cake volleyball. They have to eat it though. Either way, right? It will be served either way. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I, just, ah, I thought ah. of, I just thought of that uh right as uh as I went along I didn't even uh the yeah and, you weren't reading the teleprompter that we set up for you no I was not I I our our we have you know, these these shows as everyone can tell are very scripted and we follow is tight almost frame. overly scripted and honestly yeah, yeah. <laughs> every hmm and um is is choreographed like a ballet and that's how that's how things operate here at the Warren Trick Power Hour. Every every time we stumble over each other or we don't know where to go from here, uh, that's it's yeah. it's all part of the act. It's part of the show, folks. We we, we really know what we're doing. Excellent writers that we have, yeah. um, but. Yeah, so when you and so what, I'm 25, 25 and one, and and you are uh, on the contrary, 26 and 24, or 26 and 25, 26 and 25, 26 and $100 across the entire season. Yeah, so we'll come down to week 18 when the team, many teams do not care uh, about the results really. Uh, they Especially ones that are in playoff that are either locks for the playoffs or maybe teams that want to get the number one seed, uh, but that seems that's already been locked. It's going to be the Bears uh, with with the Panthers 
number one pick. Taking the Panthers number one pick. Yeah. yeah. Do you think the Bears should keep Justin Fields or do you think they should go for a uh take them and do the number one pick and, and try to uh, draft somebody? Yeah, that's gonna be the big question. <laughs> Cause it seems like Fields is playing really well the last few weeks and the Bears have won a couple of games here to close out the season. So it's making it even harder on them to make the decision, but it seems like it seems like the Bears fans may be even fairly well split as to whether or not they should try to go elsewhere or stick with with Fields. If you can get a really big trade package like what came up last season, yeah, then you know you have to consider it though too. So it's uh, I think yeah I would I would consider it. Comp- he is trade. a competent player. It just seems like these they're missing people around him. So maybe if they could get two or three players, maybe that would be a better way to go about it than replacing a guy that they've already got a couple of years invested in without you know really seeing much success. But he's not the only problem on the team. That's not the uh, that's not the issue. If he's even considered a problem, there are lots yeah. of holes on that on that team. Yeah, you'd say the Bears were close to being a playoff team with Fields, uh, at least with winning most of their last games. They started out they started out in too big of a hole to dig out of, but yeah. uh, they became a sort of fringe-ish NFC playoff team. And you think, well, we get a couple pieces here and there with Fields, we can be a playoff team next year, even. Um, with or without Matt Eberflus as the coach, he may have saved his job uh, with uh, the way the team has played the last few weeks. Yeah, I don't know. How, but you also say, well, if you trade Fields, we'll get a draft pick or two, maybe, or a player as well. And but I, I like, I, I am almost on the. I, I guess I don't see the. I guess it's it's a deep quarterback draft, but I don't. I guess I don't see it as as um guaranteed uh you know to you know these these prospects can't miss as much as maybe some others do since i think caleb williams last year was seen as can't miss but then his season this year was not as good as it was the year before yeah um drake may from north carolina i think people think is like another justin herbert but um justin herbert hasn't been able to lift his team too much uh you know in in uh for the for the you know lift his team very uh you know uh, put them up put them onto his shoulders and take them into the you know very far into the playoffs so yeah it's, it's a you know i think these are good quarterbacks but maybe maybe not you know i don't know if there, i don't know if there's a mahomes uh or a josh allen uh talent without much you know maybe caleb williams has that has that upside but i don't know yeah you never know i guess with the draft uh, so and you do know that Justin Fields is a good running quarterback. He's you know I'd say this side of Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. He's the, you know he's probably the he's a he's a he's a pretty top dual threat guy. Um, you know and look at what Lamar Jackson was able to accomplish this year and a couple of years ago. Uh, so maybe you know they could the Bears could model their offense more off of uh, what the Ravens do uh, with with Jackson. So yeah. yeah I, with, with and keep you know, uh, with and keep and keep Fields at the same time. So uh, Fields, I think, was a really good passer as a, in college. So maybe they maybe I don't know something can can click with him. But um, seems like yeah, if, if if the package is available to trade that number one pick, and you can get multiple players to fill in gaps and around Fields, then it seems like that would be the probably the best way to go. 
because it seems like they're not that far away from being a contender right now with yeah the known commodity of fields that they already have i i guess you could say well maybe if we have a good quarter good you know, rookie quarterback he can step in from day one like uh, cj stroud and be a, a a good player and we'd have maybe you know cheaper years ahead of us because because this is going to be his though um the number one pick and Fields is only the number eleven pick, so he's not going to be. A, he was not as expensive in years three, you know, two, three, four, as the number one uh, overall pick would be. So, mm-hmm. but he's, at least you're you're pushing that uh, expense expense down the road a little bit uh, if you yeah. don't Fields. But yeah, it's an interesting th- thought. We're talking a little bit more about college football. Do we want to talk about the college football? Uh, yeah, we should, maybe we should finish our uh, big board stuff though. Oh, let's finish the big board. Okay, we, didn't, uh, we haven't talked about that quite yet. Anyway, no, we haven't mentioned the big board. This was you had a great week this week, Mike. I don't know if you if you looked at the final numbers though, but you were up just shy of fourteen hundred dollars. Yes, uh, this is by far my best week. Twenty nine percent return on on your bets uh, from the uh, you know all 48 picks that were made yeah i was uh 13 out of 16 on the money line 11 out of 16 on both the spread and the over under so I, I was by far by far by far my best week uh, of course uh this is the last week of probably you know full strength teams uh playing is at least before the playoffs so I'm yeah. not gonna, i don't know if i'll be able to catch up further um before the uh, regular season is over but i feel good this is my by far my best week it i'm still down seven thousand dollars on the season but uh it's uh yep. and, down, and down about nine thousand to you so but it's better than being even farther back yeah and the last game of the week made a big difference and in, in uh you versus me uh because there was a chance that i could actually top you this week if the game went the complete opposite way, but but uh, you ended up taking all three of the final game picks as Green Bay beat up on Minnesota, which I didn't expect at all, and they hit the over or and they uh, stayed under by one and a half points, which uh, yeah got you a about thousand dollar pickup on my position on the on the week. Then Mike, so yes. I was still up, I was still up three hundred and seventy five bucks. Uh, but yeah, you picked up a thousand dollars on there. That's just the way I drew it up. Yeah. Uh, I, I I did pick Green Bay to win. I thought I thought I I'm I still think probably Joshua Dobbs gives Minnesota the best chance at winning, and I'm not quite sure why they they decided to go away from him, even though you know he had a you know a couple of games that weren't so good. But they traded for him simply because he was somebody who could step in and play better than any of the people that they had. But I don't yeah, it, I didn't quite understand why um he was out um so quickly uh in Minnesota but I liked so I liked I, and Green Bay's been playing pretty well as of late and they're still uh and, and love has been playing pretty well so yeah I, I just I just went with Green Bay uh, and they won 33 to 10 so I didn't think they'd win by that much but I thought uh I actually thought it would be uh closer lower scoring but I sneaked under the under, which was 44 and a half, and it was 43 points total. So it was a, a close, uh, a, you know, all these are, are pretty close shaves. So this was a, a, a fairly, this was a, 
uh, one of the closer ones. Were there other games that you were interested in, excited about, or or uh, you know, angered you at the last minute or something with the uh, outcomes that uh, you weren't expecting? You did pretty well. I mean, you got seventy three percent of your picks. Yeah, right. I wasn't. Don't think you were too flabbergasted this week. No, this week everything just seemed to be going my way. I won, um, you know, the first, you know, several uh, money lines. I got most, you know, after the Thursday and Saturday games, I I really uh, did well on the spread. I, yeah, and I uh, did pretty well on the on the uh, over under all the way through. So it just, yeah, it's. It was not. It was. It was a week where I could just be kind of happy the way the things turned out. Yeah. Probably the most surprising game though was the was Philly dropping to Arizona. Yes, that was surprising. Yeah. Although Philadelphia has not played very well, they've let a lot of points score, and, and you know, Arizona with Kyler Murray is a more dangerous team than uh, maybe some uh, than the than they seem. So. It makes sense, and yeah, Philadelphia. Would you know? We talked. It was last week. We we asked, "Would you rather be a Philadelphia? Uh, would you rather be Philadelphia or Kansas City?" Right about now. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think I think Kansas City has moved even further into the lead. Uh, I think so. <laughs> especially because I think a Phil if because I think the Philadelphia fans are less forgiving than the Kansas City fans and Philadelphia can't fall back on their Super Bowl win last year like the Chiefs can they lost the Super Bowl yeah. in kind of you know to them agonizing fashion and you know they won you know you know 2017 or something like that but they have it's been a it's been a few years that shine has worn off and I think uh in Philadelphia yeah I'd, I'd worry um especially if Philadelphia loses to the they're gonna be in the playoffs, but they still could lose uh to the Giants uh this week, given how they played last week. And the Giants played all right, I guess, this most recent week, but it's uh they still lost, yeah. but it was close to yeah, the they lost just barely to the Rams. Yeah, but uh yeah. Anyway, much better week though from us, both in the green. In the black. Yes, in the yes. money. Either yes. way. Congratulations to us. Yeah. Um, do Do we want to move on to college football before we talk talk about uh, this week? Um, sure. We had the college football playoff. The four teams that were in it. We also had uh, the fifth and sixth place game. Uh, maybe the maybe the more entertaining from a Schadenfreude perspective, maybe. Yeah, yeah. This was the or at the at the Orange Bowl. So in Miami, um, six. It was uh, Georgia, which lost to Alabama in the SEC championship game. Was number one uh, team going in, but moved bumped all the way down to number five. Uh, two time defending champion. Two time defending champion Georgia. Yes, and two consecutive championships, right? Yeah. Yes, and uh, Florida State, which was in the top four and one, was undefeated. Uh, ended up going all the way to number six, and uh, neither in those, and so uh, neither of those teams was happy that they were left out of the top four. But uh, we had a game that was a little bit similar to last year's 
title game between TCU and Georgia. What was the score of that game? That was it was ugly. Yeah, I don't remember what the final was. I think it was that it was, was sixty five to sixty five to yeah. seven. Yeah. Sixty five to seven. This was sixty three to three. So they won by two more points than they did in the title game. Uh, yeah. Yikes. And the, and you know Florida State being left out led to lawsuits even filed by the state of Florida against the uh, committee for making the decision and uh, and the Florida State players continued players and coaches and fans continued to talk about how they even if they if they won the game against Georgia that they should still be considered national champions uh, and then many of their players opted out. From the game itself and then they were drubbed mm-hmm. yeah was that did you find that amusing at least i anyway? found it somewhat amusing it was sad um it's also yeah, a lot of these teams are also they didn't up it out because they're transferring and things like that yeah. i was some are, are trying to protect draft position i think too but it's one of those things where you if you're georgia as well you could say well we're really the best team we lost one game to alabama and well that wasn't you know you know so maybe georgia should be uh, number one but yeah it was not an entertaining game to watch and it was uh i think it make, made it look like at least the committee made the right choice to leave florida state out but maybe it didn't make the right choice to not keep georgia in although uh there were two very good uh national semifinal games at the um very uh, competitive games very close mm-hmm. down to the wire in both both cases yeah, uh, Alabama beat. I mean, Alabama uh, lost to Michigan, uh, twenty-seven to twenty. I think some of us thought Alabama was going to beat Michigan and win the national championship as a number four seed, just because that's what they seem to do. It's been a little while since Alabama. I think they haven't won since COVID uh, season now, so it's been like three or four years since Alabama has won yeah, the ages ago, title. basically like yeah. a millennia. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, were you pre- uh, and then we had a, a close game between Washington and Texas where Washington got out to a decent sized lead and then held on to defeat Texas at the last minute. Uh, uh, which uh, which performance is more impressive to you, Dr. Scaff? Uh, Alabama's, uh, I mean, Michigan's beating Alabama or Washington's uh, taking down Texas? I think the, the Michigan win is probably the more impressive of the two. Not that the other one wasn't impressive, it's just you know, Nick Saban has this whole thing like aura around him of being a juggernaut, no matter what, if he gets into the playoff, he's going to be dangerous if nothing else. And, uh, you know, Michigan being able to like take them down is, uh, probably, you know, the, I mean, that's a big deal. It's a lot of talk and everything that goes around these games that has to be in the heads of the, of the coaches and players when they, they get in there, just knowing that it's Alabama, uh, you know, taking them down is is it's a big it is a big deal so that's i think that was probably the more maybe the maybe the more impressive of the two just yeah because of the you know pedestal that everyone seems to put Saban on in alabama that yeah i think watching the games i was surprised that the game was as close as it was because it seemed like michigan was manhandling mm-hmm. alabama in a lot of those especially in the first half but they didn't they didn't they had penalties here and there and they just didn't they just didn't they had a couple of miscues um, special teams they just didn't pull away from Alabama and allowed Alabama to hang around and uh, tie the game and, and keep uh, in regulation but uh, I thought that I thought that Washington and Texas seemed more evenly 
matched. You know, both games were, were extremely close, but um, I thought, I don't know, just from watching it, if I didn't know what the final score was, I thought, well, the Texas-Washington game, that can go either way. The, the, both teams were scoring a lot of points. Mm. Um, I, but I thought I thought Michigan outplayed Alabama. So I think maybe going into the – so it was a matchup between once and future uh, or current and future – Big Ten schools versus current and future SEC schools, and the Big Ten won both of those games. Um, and it's going to be a, a future Big Ten match between Washington and Michigan in the uh, playoff on January and the playoff final on January eighth. Uh, do you think that Big Ten is uh, going to be a better football conference than the SEC now, with the additions of Oregon and Washington? I don't. I still don't have any idea how UCLA, those because they, they they can't play enough of the teams from you know of the entire conference. Once it's now like what sixteen teams, I think it's. I think the Big Ten is going to be. It's fourteen right now. It's going to be eighteen. Yeah. The SEC but, is also going to be eighteen. Yeah. So I just I just don't know how you play enough teams to really know who's going to be the best and like there's going to be unbalanced schedules where you know some teams have to play tougher opponents year and you know in this particular year so I, I don't really know that it's really going to be more dominant or more obvious who the dominant teams are from the conference uh at the end of the conference season so i don't i don't really know that it is any better than it would have been otherwise so i don't know i think yeah i, 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 I just know the pac-12 will be not representing anything uh, pack two of washington state yeah. and oregon state I, yeah I, I well we talked about florida state florida state seems like they're trying to jump ship from the acc and you know they might land in one of those conferences or they might land in the big 12 uh you know so that would maybe uh you know put the big you know the big 12 i think is is third in pecking order now even even though yeah. they, with the grabbing of um arizona and arizona state and uh uh utah but yeah yeah and was there one was there one more that they i think that's it i'm not positive that right now colorado colorado we didn't oh colorado too yeah that's right yeah yeah Yeah, with dion yeah as long as he's there i do think think the matchup though of the final is is the one that you know, you would hope for it's the two undefeated teams that remain. That's I think that's the situation that you'd want to see is that the, the two teams that didn't lose all season are now facing each other. Yeah, Although, yeah that's that's uh, yeah, what kind of what you would hope. I think what Michigan I think is favored by I think four, four and a half. And, a half. and it's yeah, it's new teams too. It's not it's not the same old. It's not Clemson. It's not Georgia. It's not Alabama. It's not Ohio State. It seems like it's the ones that haven't been in it um, quite as much recently. Michigan was in the playoff last time last year, but uh, Washington's been it's been a little while since. Yeah, uh, Washington has been uh, ranked this high, so yeah, that'll that'll, that'll be an interesting game uh, to watch. It'll come on January eighth after the day uh, on Monday night after next weekend's NFL games. Uh, do you want to talk about about next weekend's matchups and our uh potential locks of the week we think you think uh we have a, a good shot at being uh six and oh uh in our last two weeks each of us each of us Ooh, i don't know man this week is going to be really tricky because there are a lot of teams that aren't playing for anything there are a lot of teams that are playing for a lot but may not play so well there are a lot of players 
like sitting out this week so it's going to be really tricky i know i had a much harder time finding games that i really wanted to pick and i don't know that i'm that confident about any picks that i did make so i if we go six and oh i will be shocked but very impressed you'll eat your hat as uh no no but i'll just i'll be very surprised as scrooge mcduck would often make uh flintheart glomgold (laughs) do in DuckTales, the original uh, DuckTales series. So I guess we we are just we are each going for who will be uh, the richest duck in the world. Uh, we are so close right now. I am in the glom gold position. I am one hundred dollars uh, behind you in our locks of the week. So maybe this will be the chance for me to uh, overtake you in your uh, number one dime and and really uh, cement myself as the as the leader in the in the clubhouse here, uh, the winner of the regular season. But um, so, yeah, I had a hard time picking as well. So I actually ended up not doing any spreads at all because uh, I don't know which teams are playing for, uh, which teams are, you know, really going to bring it, which teams aren't, uh, and how those teams will match up without quarterbacks and things like that. So it's a little more like preseason to me. Right. And so preseason, I had success with the over-unders. And so I decided to try over-unders. Uh, for the finale of the regular season as well. So I have three over under picks. Uh, should I reveal my first pick or do you want to go for it? Okay. Uh, one of these games is a divisional clash between uh, the Kansas city chiefs and the Los Angeles chargers. Patrick Mahomes is not playing. Blaine Gabbard is playing. Uh, we don't know who's playing for the chargers. I think joy, Bo- I think uh, uh, Nick Bosa, Joey Joey Bosa Joey Bosa is out uh, for uh, the Chargers and um, Keenan Keenan Allen I think is out for the Chargers and mm-hmm. of course Justin Herbert is out for the Chargers so it's going to be Easton Stick probably at quarterback mm-hmm. so I don't know what to expect in this game in terms of will the Chiefs win or not but I do think there will be some points scored and the over under is only thirty five it's very low um, not quite the lowest of the week I think. Uh, did you bet on the lowest of the week? I thought about it and then I have opted against it. But yeah, like, that, that's the New England, uh, New York Jets. 30 and a half. That's the lowest. 30 and a half points. That's like an Iowa, University of Iowa football game over under. Right. Right. Um, but if you're going to take the under, like say in the Iowa Tennessee bowl game, then if that was through. Wrong. You would have lost because Tennessee scored 35 points, I think, right? And that yes, 35 to that one. So yeah. Oh, those hot guys. Oh, poor Iowa. <laughs> Dr. Scaff, of course, is an alumnus of Iowa State University, Iowa's major rival. Yeah. And so oh. yeah, you were happy that uh Iowa lost. Um, I don't yeah, I don't know if the um yeah, of the Jets, New England, I I I think of that as maybe go leaning over simply because it's such a low. But it's Trevor Simeon at quarterback. It's it's basically like, you know, the Jets are a lot like Iowa. They have a good defense. They don't score very many points usually on offense. Although they've had a couple of explosions uh, here the and there. But. A couple weeks they've scored. Well, the, the last two weeks they've averaged twenty five points a game. So, yeah, that's not that's, bad. Uh, that's, I mean, that's be Trevor Simeon starting at quarter. That's a lot if your over under is only 30. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, Zapp, and I guess it's Billy Zappi again. And what might be Bill Belichick's 
last game as coach, at least of the Possible. Um, Patriots. We'll maybe talk about maybe we can talk about what what happens uh, with Belichick after, uh, next week. If this, we'll see if he's uh, there there or not. But um, what, what what about your first? What was your first block of the week, Doctor Scott? We was it, you, you went, you went with the with the over on the Chiefs? Is that or Chiefs? Uh, I went with the Chiefs. Chargers, yeah. Chargers over thirty five. Thirty five. Okay. Nice. I think it'll be you know twenty seventeen will put me there, and I think I think at least one team will I think at least one team can score over twenty. So I like the I like my odds. Yeah. It seems that some of the Chiefs defense will be resting too, or at least mm-hmm. resting for part of the game. So it's, I mean, they have to have enough players to cover the actual game, at least anyway, the time of the game. They have to have people on the field. So they, they like some of the players have to be there, right? So they, yes, even should still be pretty decent, but it's not probably not going to be. Probably you'll leave Jones out some. You probably yeah. maybe rest Nick Bolton because he's had that injury, maybe Sneed or. Any of the corners that are a little banged up, um, you know, we'll you start playing your backups time, a little bit more. Yeah, if not most of the second half, maybe depending on how it yeah. goes. Yeah. So, but that that's more opportunity for, you know, points to be scored in the game at least. Anyway. Uh, well, well, you were going all over unders, I think, this week. I still tried to like pick games uh, that were between teams that have something to play for and those that don't. It's kind of my strategy, I think, for this week. Uh, so my first pick, I'm, 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 so I'm going with all spreads, actually. So these are going to be all playoff contenders against teams that are either weaker playoff contenders or not uh, in the playoffs as of now, anyway. So I've got I've got Detroit minus three against Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota, this is in Detroit. Uh, so Minnesota played really terribly last week. I think Detroit has an outside chance of getting the two seed if both Dallas and Philly lose their games. So I think they're still going to be trying to play to win that noon time slot. Philly and uh, and uh, Dallas play at 3 p.m. So they're not they won't know what the outcomes are for that before they go. So they have to win their game to have any chance to go at it. It's only a uh, three-point spread, so I think they will cover that minus three. I think that's first pick. That's not bad. I think, I, yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to say who's going to who's going to cover, but I think I think that makes sense. You think the team that wants it needs it more is going to uh, play like play like they do, but you know, sometimes that doesn't happen. Uh, unfortunately, there are spoilers. There are teams that go out there just for spite. Would that be one of? Would you like to play on a team like that? Would you be a spite kind of guy? Oh, for sure. If I'm out, if my if my team is uh, <laughs> is out, then uh, we definitely want to keep the other team from making the playoffs, though. Especially division rivals. Some of those the hatred is very deep. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Are you that way too, or would you not care? Um, it depends on who the team was. <laughs> Your division yeah. rival, Mike. Division, my division rival. Yeah, I would. I maybe would have a little bit of spite. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, if I were if I were playing <laughs> certain other games, I yeah, this might it might be the if it's a uh, non-division rival, it probably doesn't non-division matter. rival. Yeah, yeah, if it was, yeah. Well, I don't know. Basically, all the AFC games are division rivals, and so I think uh, maybe all the games this this uh, week are division rivals. So I think the most of them are. I think those games are tougher to those games are tougher to handicap in general, and now yeah. with this extra 
little, you know, do they do it? Do we need this game? Do we not need this game? Uh, that makes it even even tougher. So you know, I, I went with a NFC North matchup for my second. That um, and this was Cleveland against Cincinnati. Cleveland has had a lot of success with Joe Flacco at quarterback. Cincinnati's had decent success, I guess, with with uh, with with Browning um, as as its quarterback, but not maybe not uh, quite not quite as much as Cleveland. Uh, Cincinnati's not going to make the playoffs. Cleveland's already um, cemented in as the fifth as the fifth seed in the AFC. So Joe Flacco's not going to be playing. But um, so I don't know who's going to win that game. I think probably if we Dorian, Dorian Thompson Robinson or maybe PJ Walker is the quarterback for Cleveland and any quarterback not named Joe Flacco has had trouble scoring points for Cleveland. So, uh, and Browning, I think maybe the league has caught up to him a little bit the last couple of weeks and Cleveland has a very good defense. So the over under is 37 and a half. So I'm, I'm thinking probably under here. I think this is going to be a lower scoring game. The, you know, it might be 20 to 17, but that would still give me under, right? Whereas in for the Chiefs Chargers, it would get me over. So those uh, 20 to 17 is actually the most common uh, score, I believe, in modern NFL uh, history, home team 20, visiting team tw- uh, 17. So uh, that, so, you know, if I think of, if I want that, that score uh, to happen, um, I will win both of those I would win both of my first two games, so I'm I'm I, I, that makes me feel good. I thought maybe you're gonna pick exactas on on those for the exact score. Who exact score? Oh, maybe we can do that for we can do that for the Super Bowl. I'm not sure if you can do that prop bet for regular NFL regular season games. Maybe they'll give you odds. I think you can. I don't know why you would want to. That is probably the question. Why would you want to do that? It's the ultimate crap kind of game whether it's like you know i just want to put put it all put it all on 17 yeah no not a great idea no but you win a lot of money if you only bet a few dollars you know you know it's maybe it's not it's a long shot so you know it's a lottery ticket so right why not you know if you're gonna bet you know well as long as betting at all like isn't your life savings it's like what you have like in your pocket change only bet what you can afford to lose, as Kurt Warner uh, tells us on uh, the advertisements airing during NFL games. Wise advice. Yeah. Maybe less wise advice will be that my second pick, <laughs> which isn't advice. This is just what I'm going to do. <laughs> but uh, another game that's... Uh, Potential playoff team, all they need to do is win to get in, uh, playing against a team that already is locked into the their uh the number 32 spot uh for the season. They've got Tampa Bay minus four and a half at Carolina. Uh Carolina isn't even playing for the draft pick that they have to trade to Chicago. So they really have you know nothing at all to worry about here or play for. Probably the ultimate spoiler opportunity. Uh, but I don't see why that would be the case in this game. I think Tampa should be able to cover, I would hope, the four and a half point spread by, you know, a few points, maybe the one by a touchdown would be the, what I would hope to see, I, I suppose, from this. Yeah, I think, yeah, New Orleans needs this. They, you know, they, um, not New Orleans, um, yeah. Tampa Bay needs this. If New Orleans also needs a win to, to keep up with uh, Tampa Bay, but uh, Tampa Bay needs us to win the division and, 
Baker Mayfield's been solid this year and Carolina's been bad. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a definite uh, possibility. And this is maybe if you're Carolina, you're also starting to play for next year and see what you have in some of your backups uh, play them a bit more. So, you know, who knows what uh, will happen there. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I can, I see the, I see the logic behind that bet and I think it's, I think it's sound. So, um, but you know, who knows if that will, uh come you know that will prove fruitful uh this week for you i don't know if my third bet will prove i'm pretty sure i have lost betting against carolina this season and they're they've only won <laughs> two games so yeah they're they has they, happened you never know it's the nfl any given sunday as they uh say many many times um and on any given sunday i think my third pick could uh come up uh aces or it could you know be you know, snake eyes, which is the same uh, uh, number, aces and aces and snake eyes, but uh, one is good, yeah. and one, is, uh, one is not in the in gambling parlance. Usually, snake eyes is bad, at least. Uh, but that's Dallas and Washington. I have Dallas and Washington. Dallas is playing at Washington. They played at Washington late in the season, two years in a row now. Last year, they really laid an egg and actually lost uh, to the Commanders. And I'm thinking this year, I don't know if they're going to win or lose, but uh, the over-under is 45 and a half. And that seems pretty high to me, especially given Washington's struggles offensively and maybe Dallas's, um, you know, possibly, you know, if Dallas gets out to a decent sized lead, maybe they'll just kind of coast and uh, not, you know, necessarily uh, try to score a whole lot and keep people healthy uh, in the second half. So I like, I like that to be a lower scoring game, and and you never in Dallas is, is is streaky anyway. Offensively, they might have a might have a tough time with uh with Washington. It's hard it's hard to say, but um, I don't think Washington's going to score very many points at least. So I think Dallas is going to have to do most of the heavy lifting. And forty five and a half is a high number to reach. And Dallas is still playing for something. They want that um, division championship, so they get a buy. They don't want to be the fifth seed like. So the Philadelphia has the same record. So if Dallas loses, Philadelphia wins. Philly is either the number two or the number three. And, uh, you know, Dallas, if they win, are going to be either the number two or the number three. So that's better than going on the road. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it was. I think da- the only way that either of them can end up being the. F- they, I think they're either the two or the s- five. I don't think they can end up being the three. Because I think Detroit would move up. Oh no! Wait, no, no. Yes, or no. If they both lose, if they both lose. I think Dallas. Then Dallas is the three. I think. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. If they both lose and Detroit wins, yeah, yeah, yeah. Detroit has to win, and then mm-hmm. if they both lose, then Dallas is the three. That's it. Yeah. Right. So many scenarios to keep straight. So many scenarios. Last game. At least. <laughs> After next week, we'll know what they, know know uh, what happened and, and who the playoff teams are, and yeah. then we'll have to think of the permutations for the future playoff games, depending on who wins uh, those games, because those games are not seeded in advance like uh, most tournaments, but they are top seed plays the lowest ordinal seed, right, and, or the worst seed if you want to yeah. the best and worst. Yes, yes, right. So yeah, I mean the uh, Dallas Washington game. If Dallas, you know, scores a lot of points, chances are Washington didn't score anything, more or less. So they—that's my hope. Even a thirty-one fourteen, 
Dallas win would keep me under. So that's yeah. And I don't know if that's gonna happen or not, but I like I like it gets crazy and it's like 42 to nothing or something. That's still yeah. fine. 42 yeah, Dallas is favored by 13 and a half. Yeah. So it is a big spread. So but yeah, and then there's also also that scenario that like, yeah, if Washington does play well and and it's a relatively close game, it's probably not still that high of a scoring game. It's probably more of a defensive game. And then yeah, but I, I like your reasoning there too. I think that makes sense to go with the under. This is probably not going to be a shootout. That's what I don't. I'd be shocked if it was a shootout. Well, yeah, but yeah. now watch it. Now watch it be a 38-35 uh, <laughs> scorcher. But, but yeah, I, I, that's a not, that's a very high number to me, and it's not two, and it's not necessarily two teams both. You know, going playing for their you know playoff. It's it's not like they're Miami and Buffalo uh, trying to probably outscore each other next week. That's probably the biggest game that we haven't um, discussed, but the the Sunday yeah. night game. But yes, yeah, that's forty nine and a half, and is the spread, and and the Dallas Washington is forty five and a half. So that seems like four points lower. It seems pretty high to me uh, for that spread. So I like I like four points lower than the. You think Buffalo and and Miami are really going to score a lot, um, and they're and it's only a four point total higher. That's yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. Yeah, that, that makes me, I guess, want to think that Dallas Washington will be under. Yeah, that makes sense. The uh, let's see, my I last like... pick is uh, for some reason I don't know why I keep coming back to Houston for this season with uh, Stroud playing well again back, playing for a potential playoff spot again. They're going to need to play well and this is on saturday the saturday night game uh they're all houston's on the road at indy favored by one and a half points i still think that yeah with with stroud there that they win this game by at least a field goal would be my expectation and they they did play well last week with stroud back so this you know i think will continue that trend but Again, these are locks, but I'm not very confident in some of these picks this year. And I'm just now realizing what I should have done is because you have picked first, I should have just taken your exact pick to ensure that I end up <laughs> one point ahead of you, no matter what happens. That would have been <laughs> the way to stay ahead. Why wasn't I thinking about that earlier when I, when I made <laughs> these picks, Mike? What have I done? Well, you're a gentleman at heart, Otterskaff. Uh, you weren't thinking of the... <laughs> Uh, coward's way out to just shadow me for you could have shadowed me the once you took a lead you could have just picked the, <laughs> the exact same ones I picked and then it would have been impossible uh to come back or I could have the done the same thing strategy. after being ahead early in the season I'll just pick the scaff picks and then <laughs> all the time yeah but I, I think an, at least an unwritten rule is that we have to have different picks for our six locks of the week we, we sometimes oppose each other. Yeah, we've there. done that a couple of times, but um, picked in the same game or taking a different bet in the same game. Too. Yeah, one does the over under, one does the spread. We've also been at odds on the spread. I don't think we've been at odds on the over under. I don't think either mm. of us think as. Yeah, I've, I've only occasionally gone to the over unders. I like the spread picks better personally. I'm just a. Uh, yeah, what I what I seem to like better, at least anyway, and I my my odds on the uh, on the uh, over unders 
across the season haven't been as as accurate as the uh, spread picks, but my locks haven't been that great overall, I guess, either. So it's probably not necessarily the best way to go about it. I tend to think of spreads first before I do over-unders. I think I've done a little better on the spreads than I've done on over-unders this year, too. But I don't think – I don't um, – but I, I, I don't really – think i do better on one than the other but i think I, but i when i make my picks i think spread first and then i go to over under so yeah it's second but today like with the preseason i thought over under is what i might have a better handle on because i am feeling insecure about spreads especially with so many players resting and yeah games mattering for some teams but they're still rivalry games so they might matter for for the underdogs maybe more than it does for the playoff teams i think they can coast in you just never know what you're going to get in the last week probably not the best week to bet in general if you're doing this regularly is that would you agree with that yes unless you think this is where we can get an odd we can get an edge over the casual gambler or over the house because this is seen as an unpredictable if you if you can find that some thread of predictability it's like why maybe some people bet preseason football because there's uh you know maybe they're just really uh inveterate gamblers but maybe they also see a a, a way to um make money in a, in a way that Maybe the maybe the Vegas guys don't pay as much attention to the spreads and the lines. Yeah, well, it's just as much of an unknown for probably the people that are setting the lines as it is. Yeah, the people watching the game. So that's where it. Yeah, probably gets more. Like, I think in a typical game, they they the Vegas odds people know more than what they're, you know, letting on at least anyway about what who's available, who isn't available, that kind of that kind of thing. And this is also probably one where the betting action might fall heavily in the regular season games that matter. Maybe all the bets are going to fall on one side. You can tell and not on the other, but here, maybe everybody is, this is unpredictable. We, who knows which way people are going to, going to lean here. So yeah, yeah it will be interesting to find out. Um, do any games uh, strike you, especially on the schedule that we haven't talked about yet? Yeah, well, the Buffalo Miami game is probably the the feature. Yeah, that's the number one game. Yeah, because Buffalo could become the number two seed, or they could be out of the playoffs entirely if they lose, and that's crazy. a huge roller coaster, I think, to to go through. So I don't. Um, yeah, if you had to, if you had to bet on that game, would you pick on the money line? Would you pick Buffalo or uh, Miami? Miami Buffalo is favored by three at Miami. I might take the I might take the uh, points. I might I might take Miami plus three there because I think it's a coin flip game. I think right now I I'd be pretty comfortably betting on Buffalo on the road even because I think Miami took some injuries last week. It didn't look that great at all. It just in general in their in their game last week. You know, getting crushed by Baltimore. Yeah, but, but they, Buffalo they did, didn't, they didn't take them by much though either. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it seems like I don't know if it's just the situations that Miami has that they they just don't play well against uh, the you know the what are considered to be like the top 
cheer teams or if it's the situations that they don't do well with. But uh, this is another one of those games that there's a lot riding on it for both teams and maybe more so for Buffalo. So but Buffalo's, you know, relatively seasoned playoff team. So they kind of know what to expect. Miami has been in and around the playoffs recently, but they've just not played well against the best of the league this season. I don't know why that would change the last week of the year. Yeah, it's hard to say. I, I, it's a divisional game too, so that may, that adds uh, fuel to it. It's also a playoff rematch of last year where Miami went up to Buffalo um, and almost won, even though they, they were down to their third string quarterback. And this year, Buffalo has this year Miami has their starter Tua Tagovailoa, who's been healthy the whole season uh, so year. far. So, I. Yeah, I think uh, Waddle is is, is Waddle going to be out? I think is that the... I think so, and I think they lost Chubb too. Yeah, yeah. So and I know that doesn't that doesn't help if they lose one of their uh, you know top defensive backs. So yeah, it's 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 but it's Miami at home. I like in Buffalo. I don't. Yeah, this is this is. I'm. It's one of the games that will affect the Chiefs because if. Uh, the Chiefs play the sixth seed, and either Buffalo or Miami could wind up as the sixth very easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could also both wind up as the two. Uh, each one could wind up as the two, and the Chiefs would have to po- potentially play on the road uh, mm-hmm. if if, uh, um, if both the Chiefs and if both the Chiefs and Miami win their wild card games. Uh, the Chiefs would play at Miami. If the Chiefs and Buffalo win their wild card games. Uh, in Buffalo's the two, the Chiefs would play at Buffalo. So um, one of these, very likely one of those teams, the loser will be the Chiefs' first opponent and the winner will be the Chiefs' second opponent, uh, in, at least in a, a large number of scenarios. Yeah. But we're, but we're hoping for the seven seed to win, right? Yes. <laughs> Just in general. Anyway, so we want we want the strongest seven seed possible as Chiefs fans, to take out the two so that the Chiefs could get a second home game, potentially. Yes, and so that could be a rematch next week. If if it's if Miami wins and Buffalo loses, Buffalo could drop to seven, and Miami could be the two, and then Buffalo could win at Miami, which is easily possible. And then yeah. you hope Buffalo would win at Baltimore, and the Chiefs would host Buffalo in the AFC Championship game if if the Chiefs won all of their games. So. And so many permutations yes but we have to get through this week first to even get into the the interesting ones when the playoffs get going that's the uh yeah, that's even more interesting and we'll have uh an even more exciting warning trick power hour next week to talk about the our playoff preview um should we sign off tonight uh or today we don't know if you're listening in the evening or not but we're, we're recording this uh in the evening um we're no longer recording the very early morning hours uh, since uh, my new job, but uh, it's been uh, this has been a, this has been a very uh, rewarding and exciting regular season, Doctor Scaff. I'm a little sorry to see it end, even though the Chiefs. Maybe I'm maybe I'm happy because I think the Chiefs maybe can put <laughs> the regular season behind them. It was not their um, uh, their shi- their shining 
uh, moment maybe that than uh, that people would uh, thought would happen. But it's you know they they've made they've muddled through. They will make the playoffs whether it's eleven and six or ten and seven. They'll be the number three seed, and uh, they'll have a playoff home game uh, next week. And so we can look forward to that. A lot of other uh, teams are still jockeying for position. Uh, but we'll deal with all that uh, next time on the Warning Trek Power Hour. And we'll have the results okay. of our uh, season, beginning of the season, uh, picks for over-under win totals for all 32 teams. Yeah, I think I am destined to As a spoiler, be... uh, it's not going well for either of us. No, no. <laughs> I think we will be each be lucky if we only are, you know, if, if we're 14 and... 18 would be a, a great result uh, for either of us. I think at this point we're, we're both down. Um, I am big. Yes. Big, farther down even uh, than you are. So we'll, but we'll, we'll talk about that next week. We'll yeah. talk about also our uh, locks of the week and see if we uh, finished over 500 at the season and which of us becomes the Scrooge and which of us remains uh, the glom gold of uh, prognostication and you know we have much much more uh, in store for you uh, next time. And good luck uh, this weekend to your teams. Um, it's supposed to be a blizzard uh, uh, here uh, or a big snowstorm here this weekend. So Ooh. I think we're supposed to get ten inches of snow. Oh wow! Um, on uh, on Saturday, so that'll be uh, interesting over the weekend here in uh, Western uh, Mountain Maryland. So I will try to uh, dress warmly. Plan to stay inside and watch football all weekend. Then I'm guessing. Yeah, hope I think I think that that could be the plan, and uh, we'll see. I'll let you know how how that goes uh, next time here on the Orange Drake Power Hour, uh, and, uh, and and until next week, I am Dr. Michael Werman. He is Dr. Andrew Scaff. We are the Warning Trek Power Hour. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel or our uh, podcast, which is available on many podcast delivery services, and. Uh, we thank you again, and we wish you a good day. <laughs>